You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Today's guest is Isabel Rosado, a New York-based makeup artist. I followed Isabel for a while on Instagram and have always loved how she seems to just be able to sit and create. So I wanted to know more about that process. I think it's because I've always been in awe of people that can just sit and play in public. And it's something I'm trying to master myself currently. What I love about Isabel's work is her attention to healthy glowing skin as a base and that's not just in her editorial work. It also follows through into her own personal makeup looks, which she shares frequently by going on lives and on Instagram stories. In this episode, I wanted to find out how Isabel first got her start in makeup, how she stays motivated, how being on lockdown has affected her creativity. And we also touch upon the sometimes negative connotations of makeup pros creating content for YouTube or other social media. You can find Isabel on Instagram at Isabel Y Rosado. And let's get on with the show. So I opened my eyes and um, my dog, my dog sleeps with me. Um, My little Sophie, she's a miniature long haired dachshund and she loves to sleep and she cuddles next to me. So when I wake up, she's always next to me. So I cuddle her, give her kisses and hugs. Um, sometimes I check my phone. I know it's really bad. I'm trying to be better about not checking my phone the minute I wake up, but sometimes I do that. Um, then I wake up, um, I go to the bathroom, you know, do my thing, (laughs) brush my teeth, (laughs) take a shower. Um, then I'll go to my living room and I'm like, I'll sit down for a bit or I'll get straight into the kitchen, drink some water, a glass of water. Um, I love coffee. Uh, mm. So I grind my coffee beans, um, boil some water on a long neck goose kettle that I just got. So okay. Because really cool. um, I just got, because I do my coffee on the French press, which is, was going to be my next thing that I was going to say. Cause mm. I'm like, before I, I would just do my coffee, like in a per, on a percolator, yeah. which is like the one that you put on the stove. Um, but I, I've been really into that ritual of like boiling water and like grinding my beans and making my coffee. And yeah. And then I sit down um, on my couch, drink my coffee, usually talk to my fiance about like whatever we're going to do that day or whatever. Or sometimes I'll just like sit there and just think about what I'm going to do for that day. I live with a coffee snob. So I thought (laughs) I'd indulge him in some more coffee talk because when he makes the coffee, you know, grinds the beans, heats up the water, heats up the milk. He does not like to be disturbed. He gets into this little flow. So I wanted to know if it's the same for you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, anytime I'm in the kitchen, I don't like to be spoken to. Um, I'm like, I'm, I like to get into the groove of, of it and, I like to like smell the aroma of the coffee. And like when you're doing, when you're uh, doing coffee, like when you're doing coffee in the French press, you're supposed to uh, like, I forgot what the word is. You're supposed to like let the coffee, like you're supposed to pour water in and let the coffee like 
kind of airy and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it, it's not airy. It's like, is it bloom? Bloom. Yes. That's the word that I wanted. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> so you're supposed to let it bloom. And like, that is like the most magical process to me about mm. the morning when I'm making the coffee. Um, because once it's, when it's blooming, I just put my, like my head over and like, Oh, just smells so good. Love that. Now I know what he's but yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> I'm like that too. My, my fiance, he's like, "Oh my god, are you serious?" I'm like, "Just, just leave me alone." Let's go back to the skincare though, because obviously you are a makeup artist, so I know that probably means you've got your favorites when it comes to your skincare. So, what do you use in the mornings when you're just getting ready? In the morning, I keep my skincare routine fairly simple um, because if I do too much to my skin, it goes bonkers. My, I know we'll get into it later, but my main skincare routine is at night, which okay. is what co- it correlates it into the morning. So in the morning, I'll when I'm brushing my teeth, I'll put I'll use like some water, mm-hmm. like to just rinse off and rinse off the nighttime mm-hmm. uh, skincare that I mm-hmm. had on. Um, sometimes I'll do like a little bioderma, just something really quick, really fresh. Um, I have an ice roller. So I like to do like an ice roller or jade mm-hmm. roller in the morning just to kind of like deep puff. Mm-hmm. And then after I do that, <clears throat> I do my um, LMS moisturizer that I love so much. And Is I that the marine marine collagen one? Yeah. Yeah. So I classic. do this. I love this moisturizer. And then after I do that, I do uh, the Elemis uh, Pro Marine Collagen Moisturizer again. Um, but this is the one with SPF 30. So I put on uh, SPF every day. Yeah. And a little, and then, and then lip balm. And that's my morning skincare routine. It's very simple. So nighttime what, is when it gets a little bit more. Intense. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me the nighttime. Tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> so at nighttime, if I had if I had done content that day or had worn makeup, um, because now with the masks, if mm. I'm working, I really don't wear much makeup. Like I'll do mascara, brows, a little concealer. I double cleanse, so I'll use uh, an oil uh, cleanser mm. to melt off all of the makeup, and then I'll do a gel based cleanser to cleanse my my skin. Yeah, um, I try to exfoliate my skin at least twice a week. Um, I've been a little bit, I've been doing a little bit more because of the masks now, but I'll use like these like dynamic resurfacing pads or I'll use, um, like a lactic acid, Mm. like overnight mask. Like it really depends. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it depends on the night too. Um, sometimes I'll use like a vitamin C serum one night and then one night I'll do like retinoid retinol serum. Um, and then I'll use my LMS nighttime moisturizer. If I feel like my skin, see, it's a lot. <laughs> if I, <laughs> if I feel like my skin's been, I really like to listen to my skin mm. and that's why it's not like a set, uh, set product, like set routine, Yeah, yeah. but it's always set products. Like I'm, if I find a product that I really love for my skin, like I stick to it, but yeah, sometimes I'll do an oil at night. If I feel like my skin's like really has had it, mm. um, it's been dry or something. So like the winter lip balm, eye cream. That's it. Oh, what eye cream <laughs> do you use? Because I have been on the fence about eye cream for years, but now I'm starting to realize because I'm using different actives, maybe a couple of nights a week, I'm starting to realize that I kind of neglect that area. And I've always been mm-hmm. like, eye cream, surely it's just moisturizer. But 
I think I'm going to invest in one. What ones do you love? Have you got a favorite at the moment? So at the moment, I really like the, um, what's it called? I have it here. The LMS Pro Collagen Advanced Eye Treatment. Okay. I you can see it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I, I like this one is because uh, it's a serum and it, you know, serums, what they do, they go like straight into the other mm-hmm. layer of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, most eye creams don't really work for me. Like, I just feel like they don't work mm. or they're just too rich for me. Mm. And I get like these like little bumps. like bumps like around my eyes. So I understand what you mean when you said like that you don't like gravitate towards mm. it or like you just don't use it because I have like that problem where it's like sometimes mm. it's too rich for me. Mm. But this one's been one that's really good and it doesn't do that. Okay. This one. And then I just got this brand also. I cannot pronounce it for the life of me, but it looks like this. I'm pretty sure you've seen the branding. Uh, oh, Retrouve. Yeah. Retrouve? This one's Retrouve? really nice too. Okay. It's like a concentrate, but I use a serum, like the serum based. Yeah. I like a, yeah. I've really switched to serums. Um, I had pretty bad maskne and I already get hormonal acne. So it really got me down. Like I didn't do any photographs, no stories for a while. Um, and I just cut things right down and I cut everything back. Like every product is either uh, like kind of water or mm-hmm. or a serum. The only cream I have is like a gel cream, um, like a Bioderma one that's really light and watery. Mm-hmm. It's made such a big difference. I don't think my skin can take. For a while I tried that whole, um, you know, like uh, it's the Dr. Jart, the yellow cream, like ceramidin so like slightly heavier cream and then putting an oil on top and this aesthetician I was talking to she was just like you're doing too much your skin can't breathe and it's literally just started clicking in my head um I heard a dermatologist say you can overnourish what you need to do is hydrate and I was like okay and it's really really help massively like just switching to serums I think they do a lot more I think I feel like a moisturizer kind of like a slap it on thing whereas serums seem to have a little bit more they do a job more perhaps yeah they do a job more perhaps like you're saying like they um they work from the from the inside out whereas a moisturizer there's like a cap so it's from the outside in yeah um but I totally agree I I got a a facial once and um, my skin was like very congested and I didn't understand why. And when I see congested, it was like, you could see like these little like white yes. bumps on it. Yeah, like, it has yeah. Texture. yeah. And the esthetician was like, Oh, like sa- same thing. Like you're overdoing it with your skin. Like you're doing too much. Um, like you are, you're using, like, are you using oils? I'm like, yeah, like mm. I love oils. And she's like, yeah, well don't do oils every, like don't do oils. Yeah. Cause it's like your skin's like, it's not responding to oils. And I'm like, okay. But sometimes like I'll do it, but at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> I think you feel bit, like, like it. I'll press it in. Yeah. If yeah. I feel like I need it because. Yeah. And, and then I won't get it, you know, but yeah. oils is something that I won't use every day. Cause then that'll happen to me. Yeah. I, I went hard. I was like, you know, the jojoba oil and then this, this one called happy oil. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm putting it on top. I'm doing so much good. But yeah, yeah, I've learned it's really, really helped just like, it kind of I'm allowing allowing my skin to like breathe through the ingredients rather than the oil locking everything in. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. But, and then sometimes like 
too like you see others like if you follow certain people on instagram mm. or whatever like you see people using you're like oh like i feel like i need to to do this yeah. like like you know and then you're not really seeing like what it looks like in real life you're just seeing it like for what you're seeing right exactly. now and also, you think you need it and also a lot of the people that i watch they might be using that purely because it looks great under makeup and they're going to take that makeup off after they've done their content. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. not, it's not an all day thing. Um, but yeah, we'll bring back the makeup chat later. I really like to find out because I love what you create. I feel like you've got a very specific way of creating your, the makeup on you. I feel like the makeup you create, you know, editorially is like a, is a different thing, but what you create on yourself, I feel like you're very into like letting skin come through and putting a lot of glamour in. But then yesterday, I think it was like, you just wanted to look a little bit sunburnt, but I wanted to know, <laughs> like, where did beauty start for you? Like, what was that first little inkling that you got about beauty? So my mom is a hairstylist. Um, and so growing up, I would always be at the salon with my mom, you know, when I wasn't in school mm -hmm. and I always thought it was so cool. Like, like the transformation process, whether it was like dramatic or just like something to just like elevate someone's beauty. And I always thought that I wanted to do hair okay. or I wanted to do something in beauty, but I never really listened to that intuition mm. when I was younger I was like oh like maybe like I don't want to do this I don't know um and then also to like I'm fresh since I'm first generation and like my my parents were always like oh you need to be like a doctor a lawyer it was like that sort of thing you know the more traditional path and mm. like when I went to college I majored in business and it was just like that voice just kept coming back like like makeup or whatever so really? like I would go into mac and <sighs> I would buy new makeup and I would practice on my sister like my sister and I, we shared a room growing up and like, I would wake her up at like, we would stay up late and we, and like, right when she would go to sleep for some reason, I was just like, so inspired by her, like her, her beauty. And I was like, oh, like maybe I want to try like eyeshadow on her. So she says like, I would wake her up. Like, I don't remember this, but maybe it was true. <laughs> but like, I would wake her up and be like, oh, like, come on, let's do some makeup. And she'd be like, okay, fine. Oh. Um, Cause like she would give me like back massages and stuff. So we would like, we would have like a whole like spa, like beauty thing. Oh, in our wow. room. Yeah. It was like, it was fun. So yeah. So she was my first muse and I would always practice on her and what happened? Oh, so when I was in college, um, we had to do this blog in my marketing class pertaining to like a business that we really loved, um, or were interested in. And mine was Mac. So I would post photos of my sister that I would do with my sister mm -hmm. on there. And then the marketing professor introduced me to someone that worked at Mac that was in his other class. And yeah, that, that's where like everything kind of like happened. And so did you go to work at Mac? Yeah, I did. I worked at Mac for like five years. That was like my first, uh, like beauty job, mm. like retail. Cause I feel like, you know, when you're, when you know that you want to do makeup, there's so many fields. So it's like, you kind of like dibble and dabble mm. with what fields you go into. So I went to makeup school. It was like a month course, like a certification. And, um, and then after that, like that helped build my confidence to mm. like go and apply for like a math or Sephora. So I went to all of the counters. 
Um, and then like the manager at Mac, he like really liked me. And it was, so, it was so funny because I really wanted to work at Sephora. And then I went into Mac just like, Oh, like just to go in and shop. And I had my makeup done. I remember I had like this, like lime green chartreuse eyeshadow wow. with like yellow, my tear duct, a black cat eye, uh, like an orange lip like it was very out there my hair was like to the side and like Hollywood waves like wow. I was just very out there and when I went in like the the manager at Mac he was like oh like you should apply you should apply for Mac and I was like really I was like I felt like it was just so beyond me I was just like like I didn't feel confident like mm. you know asking I was just like oh like I'm not I'm not like Mac is too good for me or something like I just <laughs> felt that you know like that self-doubt. Mm. And then he was like, no, like you should apply, blah, blah, blah. So I applied and I got the job and it was really great. And I learned so much because, you know, it's, you, you learn how to do makeup on different skin tones. You learn people skills. You, you see people from all walks of life, all ages, all races, everyone. And that was just like my, the beginning mm. of, you know, my makeup skill. So do you think back then, did you have an idea that you wanted to end up doing editorial or was it more just like the fun part? In the beginning, it was the fun part um, just because I didn't know how big and vast this industry would be or is. Mm -hmm. um, because back then, like you would Google thing, Google things and it, like it wouldn't show up that, you know, you could actually do makeup like on set and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and like you would see like, it was like the beginning of YouTube. So like you would see things on YouTube, but it was just like, you know, like not like what I wanted to do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but the thing about Mac is that they do a lot of like backstage, like fashion shows. And when we go to training, they would show us, you know, the new products and stuff like that. But like my favorite part of training was when they would uh, show us the fashion show videos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like, the looks of the season like trends because mm -hmm. mac is all about trends and yeah. every season there would be four trends and they would walk you through all of all of those four trends and they would all always show like clips of like the key makeup artist that would do backstage like the val garlands and the charlotte tilbury mm. I, I always say the name wrong somebody said i say <laughs> tilbury yeah. um uh who else a uh, diane kendall like uh james carliottos like all of those like major amazing makeup artists and i just would fall in love with those videos and it would make me emotional i'm like i feel so emotional like i feel so connected like i want to be there like i want to do that um and yeah and then oh and then also too i don't know if you know but um when i worked at mac that's when i met katie when i met katie jane hughes no yeah. So I worked at uh, a store in Brooklyn uh, called Ma uh, Mac Montague and it's no longer there, but Katie used to live in that neighborhood mm -hmm. and um, she would come in all of the time and she would like ask questions about about products and stuff like that. And I don't know, we just like connected and we stayed, we stood in touch and she was like, Oh, like if you ever want to like come over or like grab a coffee or whatever, and I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds great. Um, and then during that time, she was also doing, she was also doing, um, shows. Mm -hmm. So she did, she did like Libertine and like Nicole Miller. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, like, you know, I'm, bu I'm building a team. Like, would you want to be on my team? I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, 
like I had never done a, sh- a fashion show before. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. Of course I would want to. Mm. And then I did a show with her and I was like her first assistant on all the shows. And basically as, as a first assistant, what you do is like, you're kind of like the second eyes and you kind of like, like help manage the team yeah. and like, yeah. and like help break down responsibilities, like in lineup, like, okay, you do body, you, you uh, make sure that the lift is okay. It's not bleeding. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the look was. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is so great. Like I want to do this. Um, and then that's what helped. That's what opened up my like, uh, like assisting career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started assisting different artists, like from different agencies and stuff in like campaigns, ads and all of that stuff. And I think it's assisting is like the most crucial thing to, breaking in into the industry into the fashion Mm. industry because you can know how to do makeup and you can work at at a counter but there's different makeup for different things whether it's red carpet or whatever um and yeah like that's where i learned my set etiquette and all that stuff let's talk about because i think it was last week you shared some very interesting pictures of yourself from back in the day and you i think you were talking a lot about your eyebrows they were very slender. So I wanted to, like, um, let's go back through, like, tell me about some of your personal first, like, you mentioned, like, you know, the lime green and the orange, but tell me about a few of your maybe more experimental looks as you were growing up. I wasn't supposed to do, I wasn't allowed to do my eyebrows until I turned 15, but everybody everybody went to school with like was doing their eyebrows and I was like (laughs) I felt so left out so I would tweeze my eyebrows and I would just like fix the ends right and my mom would always notice she'd be like you're doing your eyebrows I'm like no I'm not doing them are you serious she's like Isabel like come on like I work in beauty like I know like I know you're doing your eyebrows like no I'm not like I would just deny it um but they looked they looked okay back then yeah and then when I turned 15 um I was like so excited to get my eyebrows waxed because everybody else is getting their eyebrows waxed. So I'm like, I want to get my eyebrows waxed. So I would go to like, uh, like the nail salon and get like do my nails and then get my, my eyebrows waxed. Um, and I'd be like, you know, just clean the bottom. And then sometimes like they wouldn't listen and they would just oh. do the, the top and bottom. <laughs> and then it just, they were just like really thin or whatever. And then I was just like, but I didn't think of anything of it. Cause I was just like, Oh, look, they just look really clean. Mm, mm. Like I, you know, and all of my friends had like brows like that. That's the trend. Too, so yeah. Like, yeah. Like I didn't think of any, anything. Um, and yeah, I just like did my eyebrows like that for a long time. And then when I met my fiance, he, um, he's a barber. So he would always do people's eyebrows. So he would do my eyebrows with the straight edge and he oh, had wow. nice eyebrows too. <laughs> <laughs> he's let them grow out. <laughs> But he always used to like, you know, do them. So we we were a couple of nice. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny though because I'm sure they looked fine back then. It's only when you started sharing those pictures, it's like because obviously, do you feel like your most recent version of you is your best version of you? Like who you are now compared to all those iterations? Do you feel like this is the best you? so i mean i think we're we're always evolving mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure 10 years from now i'm gonna look back and be like oh my god why did i wear that or like mm. whatever um but it, i mean it's what makes us 
it's what makes you you. Like it's what makes us us, and that's how we learn. With it's how we learn to to see like what we feel comfortable in, and like I think it's it's always evolving too because, like the things that I liked when I was twenty, I I don't necessarily like now. Like mm-hmm. I used to always love pink. Like pink lipstick was my thing, mm-hmm. and now I put on pink lipstick and I feel like this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think we're always evolving. I I think this is the best version of me right now, but who knows what I'll, how I'll feel like in the future. Mm. So I wanted to find out from you because obviously as a makeup artist pre-pandemic, I would expect that you you know, you've been you'd be booked booked and busy as they say. How did you find the whole being at home thing, was it like cool with you for the first month or so? Or did you start to feel like I need to be creative? Because I know, for instance, people like Katie or Brinsley that I spoke to earlier, it kind of like turned on something like I need to treat the makeup as like therapy. So I'm going to try and do it every day if I can. But what was it like for you? Um, I feel like it was like a mental roller coaster for me in the beginning because I was just like I had done my my last job and then it was just like that day was just like oh we're all going into lockdown which is like whoa which is so weird um and I thought it would maybe be for like you know like a few weeks Mm -hmm. a month a few months or whatever um I mean and makeup makeup for me is is always my therapy like when I'm doing makeup on someone it's like my meditation like I'm in another world like when I'm doing it on myself, like if I'm having a bad day, like I just, I'm like that makeup obsessed. Like if I'm, mm. when I'm doing it on myself, like I just feel happy. Like it's just like, I'm in another world and mentally. Mm. Um, but in the beginning, like I was just so like down. I was just so like, like, what do I do now? Like every day is just like so redundant. So the same, like, you know, like, um, like I didn't really want to do anything. I didn't really want to look at my desk at all. Um, mm. And then I think after a month, I was just like, no, like, you know, like, like, I can't, like, this can't happen. Like, I need to, like, do something. So, yeah. So then I started to get motivated and I started to, like, do makeup on myself and, and, like, play with new things that I haven't played with before and organize my, my kit, like, things that I didn't have time to do before. Mm. So, yeah, like, I I mean, I, I helped, I stayed motivated. Like, it helped me, like, the being in lockdown helped me stay motivated. Do you think then with that in mind, because, you know, lockdown has been a hard time and for some people it's been way harder than I could imagine because they might have lost somebody. But a lot of people have talked about some benefits that have been finding time to do things they wouldn't have done before or getting to know themselves a little bit better. Um, yeah. So what do you, what have you found? Um, I was also going to say, like when you were saying that, um, this sparked something else that I wanted to say was that, um, I liked that I, that I was able to connect through different, to different people, mm-hmm. uh, like via social media. Um, cause there were, there were people that'd be like, you know, like I've been fe- like, it was rewarding. Mm. That, that's the word that I want to say. It's like, okay. it was rewarding. Cause there were so many people that, you know, were feeling certain way. Like some were feeling down. They were like, you know, like, you you doing your makeup on stories like really brightened my day really made my day and stuff and that's something that you you that's like a feeling that you don't get from being on set no you know because you go in you do your job like you're usually creative and sometimes 
like it, it's just different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's different than connecting with someone personally. And that's what I really loved about it. Um, I like that it was it was more like to make others happy in a way because I made me feel happy. Mm. Like you say, when you go to set, obviously you enjoy your job and you still get in the flow, but you're being paid, to, you, you know, you're being paid to do a job and so is everybody else there. But I feel right. like on social, it's like even me with my limited makeup skills, I'll occasionally go on stories and I always get someone saying, especially if I don't speak, I'll just put music on. I always get someone saying, this has been so nice. Like you reminded me of that song or this has been so chilled or mm. I loved what you did with your eyes. Do you know what I mean? It is, it's another form of communication. It doesn't always have to be verbal communication face to face. So we've learned to like, yeah, just give something to others. Like I know I watched you so much during lockdown. I'm always gutted <laughs> that I cannot stay up for your Friday night cocktails. Because, <laughs> um, cause I just love that. It's like you created that yourself, you know, it's, I just, it's, it is your gift to like everybody else. And I wonder if lockdown hadn't happened, would you, would you have the time to do that? Do you think, do you think you'd still be creating this kind of content that communicates with people? Probably, probably not as consistent, Mm. probably like probably here and there, like I was before, but probably not as consistent. Um, And like another thing that I wanted to say too uh, about like content and stuff is that it was always like, like something that I learned during um, lockdown is that creating content, like I've always had this like mental fight with myself, like with like sitting down and creating content um, because of like what like others on set that I work with would think because there's like this big like negative like stigma around social media and it's like if you work in the industry and you do social media or you do youtube it's like eh, katie said the same thing when i met her katie said the same thing i was so surprised i honestly thought everybody would be like encouraging each other but Mm. she made it sound like like yeah it's like like i i was listening to a podcast uh with the makeup with lisa eldridge and you know she she's had her youtube channel for like years now and she was saying how like she loves like i was just like yes yes everyone else like yeah. listen to the, to the video to the <laughs> podcast and she was saying like how she would do like her youtube videos and stuff like that and like no one in the industry knew about it that she was doing it until one day like a hair assistant was like oh my god i love your youtube videos and they and she said it like for everyone to hear like <laughs> now she was excited like why not mm. like, you know that's exciting to see someone that you like you see like do makeup and they're amazing because yeah. i've watched her too yeah and <laughs> i love her <laughs> and um and they were and like every she was like how everyone on set was like oh you do youtube you do that and she was just like like it kind of embarrassed at first and stuff and like i totally understand that because sometimes like for example this something like this happened to me um uh, after after lockdown, when we all like slowly started working, I worked this job, mm-hmm. and they wanted like very like fresh makeup, which is like what they always do want. And sometimes, like occasionally, they want like a color and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's always like very minimal. It's just, like a little pop of something. Mm-hmm. And the person on set, um, I'm not gonna say, it, was like <laughs> looked through uh, my Instagram and was like, 
oh, like, could you do this? Could you do that? And they're like, oh, like, it's all your face. And it's just like, you know, we had been on lockdown. Duh. <laughs> my face going to be a lot of my face. And um, I mean, not for everybody, but for me, like that was yeah. that's my that was my thing. And it just made me feel like it just brought like those feelings that those like old feelings back again. And it's just like, oh, like. Like I go through these like feelings like I'm getting I'm getting better at it now. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is fun for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm building a community and why not? But. And it's just like always like a feeling that I'm having like a wave of like mm. emotions like oh like maybe I shouldn't maybe I should and I'm like no mm. but like but and I, I talk to Katie all the time about it and she's like no but like you should like you're like you're so good at it and like and I just like love connecting with everybody and stuff and like a lot of the looks that I do are like looks that I'm like experimenting with and and, and um looks that maybe I necessarily wouldn't do on set but mm-hmm. like I'm like doing them for myself or mm. for like people to see people to get inspired by like you know so were you just yeah. supposed to sit there and do nothing throughout lockdown I feel like I feel <laughs> sorry for those people that do look down on it because what have they been doing to further their creativity and just keep it going do you know what I mean you are a creative person what would you do if you didn't spend this past year like creating you you could, you know, lose your mind a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. shame on them for making you feel bad. Um, but can <laughs> you, I wondered if you could share, like, how do you motivate yourself past that then? Because even for some people listening, like, when you have those moments where you're like, maybe I shouldn't, is that, like, where is that coming from? And how do you counteract it? The mm. way I, I break through it is just doing it. Like, I know it sounds hard, and it, it could be like a mental battle to like say that. But for me, it's like sitting here, like sitting at my desk and just playing with what I have. Like, I don't know, like taking this and just like putting it on my hand and playing with it. Mm. Um, like doing my skincare. And then once I'm like, do, once I start doing my skincare, then I'm like, okay, like what foundation do I want to use? Mm. And mm. I start from there. And then once my skin's on, I'm like, okay, like what palette do I want to use? Okay, like this palette's cool. And then I'm like, oh, like this color reminds me of this. And then I'll like, I'll look at a book that I have or I'll look at some like pictures that I have saved on my phone. Mm. Um, Or sometimes I'll just play. I'll just be like, oh, like I wonder what this will do, you know? And Mm. that's how I start. That's like my process. So just like getting myself here in my little little nook in my Mm. desk is Mm. the beginning for me to just like, snap out of it and just do it do you ever have a a creative block that you have to get past yeah I do um sometimes I have creative block and like I won't create that day and I'll go out to the park with my dogs or just get out of the Mm -hmm. house Mm -hmm. um and like with with lockdown like we couldn't really do much couldn't go out but like we would get in the car and just go on joy rides like just on the highway like just with the window down Breathe fresh air without a mask, like really quickly. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it all before you have to go back inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get so tense under there. Like, I feel like I have to, like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, do, like, little massages around mm-hmm. my jaw. For that, like, <laughs> going to the, walking my dogs, like, sticking my head out the window. Because mm. here in New York, like, I don't, I don't have a backyard. Right. Um, so I would go like on my fire escape mm. 
I do have access to my roof, so I would go on my roof, which was very nice. Oh, nice. Just being, just being out, I guess, in like nature and like the mm. open space. So that to, can like, get clear you your mind. going again. Yeah. Okay. So final personal question, because then I've got a couple of makeup questions, because I've got you here. Um, yeah. Tell me when you feel your most beautiful. When I feel my most beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. Or just the most you, like <laughs> the most me. Yeah. Um, I guess it's like I have like a lot of I could list them, right? Yeah. Um I feel the most me and the most beautiful at the beach. <laughs> like not not like because I'm in a bathing suit and stuff like that. Like just because like I love like being in the sun. Okay. I love the water um i feel the most me when i'm home with my dogs and with my fiance with no makeup just my pjs my t-shirt my hair and a top knot mm -hmm. <laughs> um i feel the most me in a red lipstick mm -hmm. you know yeah because at the beginning very, i said oh, I'm airy, I'm very fiery, oh right fiery, okay. like, but you said red makes you feel the most confident didn't you when we first yeah. got on the call red lipstick i don't know you think it just does that for you it's like it's just so classic just keeping it on the makeup theme i really wanted to ask you can you tell me let's send you away to a, a desert island you can only take three items of makeup with you what are you taking so i would definitely take my red lipstick with me because you could use it as a blush you could use it on your eyes uh on your lips obviously um i would take mascara with me maybe like a clear brow gel okay final question what advice would you give for someone that is amazing at makeup on instagram doing their own face and they want to make it into editorial or fashion what is the key thing for them to do to go from instagram behind a phone to in real life i would say practice on whoever you can, whether it's your mom, your grandma, your best friend, like anyone, all ages, everything. And then I would say, look at agencies, different agencies, like makeup agencies. It's so easy right now to like find them on the website, like mm -hmm. the agents, reach out to like agents at agencies, um, introduce yourself, uh, give them like a little bit about yourself and get to the point. Just say like, you know, I, I would love an opportunity to assist artists on your roster because assisting, assisting an, another artist is like your, is going to be your school into breaking in. You'll see if it's something that you, that you really want to do and you'll learn set etiquette. And then you, you'll meet other assistants that you can do tests with, and and tests are like you know mm -hmm. photo shoots that you do that you get like a model you do makeup you, mm -hmm. and that's how you create images and that's how you show your work and eventually like if you continue doing that and that's how you'll get your own clients and stuff like that while you're also learning so like assisting like assisting is going to be like the biggest key into getting into like the editorial like world thanks so much for listening you can find me on instagram at beauty me podcast and feel free to slide into the dms do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen. Mm -hmm.